Hello there, friends, and welcome to Candidly Speaking. I'm Carrie Lipper Gillespie, a TV and radio personality who really just enjoys talking to people and sharing their stories. I'm so happy you're here, and I'm excited to share the story of another talented and wise friend of mine. Today's guest is my good friend, Courtney Perry. Courtney is a hairstylist and cosmetologist in sunny and beautiful Venice, Florida. Courtney and I actually met a few years ago through baseball. She was, at the time, dating one of Casey's teammates with the Tampa Bay Rays. You'll hear us reminisce some in this episode about what life in minor league baseball was really like. Courtney started out pursuing a career in sports journalism. She was positive she was going to be the next Aaron Andrews. After working at a news station for a while, she decided it might not actually be what she wanted after all. She enrolled in cosmetology school and is now an incredible hairstylist at a salon in Sarasota, Florida. Courtney was busy living her life when about a year ago, she decided, on a whim, to go to a casting for the next season of The Bachelor. Why not, she thought. What are the odds? Well, it turns out the odds were pretty good for her, because she was cast as a suitor for Pilot Pete's season of The Bachelor. Today, Courtney is here to give us all the details on her time on the show and share an inside scoop on what it's like to be a part of Bachelor Nation. Please enjoy my conversation with Courtney Perry. Courtney, welcome to the show. How are you doing in Florida? I'm doing great, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Yes. Oh, this is going to be so fun to chat. We haven't chatted in a while, but I am a Bachelor lover, and I know a lot of my listeners are a Bachelor lover, and you were a contestant on the last season of The Bachelor. How cool is that? It was a pretty interesting experience. Um, I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that I would have been selected to be one of the contestants on this season of The Bachelor. Wow, that's crazy. All right, well, we're going to get into that more. But before we do, tell everyone where you're from and where you grew up and what you were like as a child. Okay, so I am born and raised in Venice, Florida. It is about 30 minutes south of Sarasota. Um, It's a little retirement town. There's not much there. I don't have a Chipotle, a Chick-fil-A. I don't have a mall. Um, I grew up riding horses, cheerleading. Um, Yeah, I spent a lot of time with my family. I'm very like close with my family. Um, My parents have been married for 30 years. So that was a really big foundation for me in my life. Yeah, that's incredible. And I'm familiar with that area because we used to live down there when my husband Casey played with the Rays. And you're right, it is a very small retirement community. (laughs) Lots of snowbirds. And it's a cute little, I mean, it's kind of on the beach and kind of on the coast. It's, It's beautiful, but I can see how it's kind of got the small town feel to it. It definitely does. You know, I tell people, they're like, oh, Venice isn't a small town. I'm like, I have one high school. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, it is kind of a small town then. I'm like, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cute. It's quaint, but it's small. So what was it like? Did you, after high school, were you like, I got to get out of here? Were you excited to get out or did you stick around? What was that like? So after high school, I graduated in 2011. Um, I went to like one semester of my community college. And then when I I had then went to broadcasting school and then I worked at a news station for two and a half years. And then I was like, you know what? I'm bored. I got to go experience the college lifestyle. So then I moved to Gainesville and went to Santa Fe and pursued my degree for broadcast journalism. And then I had met my boyfriend at the time, um, Mike Marjama, who played for the Tampa Bay Rays, which is when I met you. And I moved to Montgomery with him for AA, then moved back and then moved to AAA to Durham. And then he got traded and then I moved back to Florida. So I moved around a lot, which I'm sure you know how that goes. (laughs) 
Yes, definitely. We met each other because both of our Casey was my boyfriend and then my fiance at the time. Um, so they both played in double A together. I don't think in triple A, I think they got separated. I mean, baseball is so crazy. But yeah, we living in Alabama was so different for me. Was it different for you? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Montgomery, Alabama was the worst place I've been to so far. Like when we went there, I was don't make me go back there next year. Like it was so bad. I hated it. Yeah, I agree. It was not ideal. Um, it's it's really like that's where the capital is for anyone who doesn't know of Alabama. But it like other than that, there's not a ton there. There's some history there, Martin Luther King and whatnot. But otherwise, there's not a ton to offer. I will say, though, it seemed like all of us um, girlfriends and fiancés and wives, we like bonded that summer because there was nothing to do. <laughs> There was literally nothing to do there at all. Oh my God. I mean, I fortunately like was bartending at the stadium. So it gave me like a little bit of something to do. But like, I still to this day have that song that they would used to sing at the games. It was like, go biscuits, go biscuits. I still yeah. like have it in my head to this day. And I'm like throwing out biscuits. And I never understood what their mascot was. It was just, oh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. So after that, I first of all, how did you want to be like a broadcaster? Did you want to be a news girl or a sports girl? What? Tell me some more about that. Yeah, so I wanted my goal in life at the time was to be Aaron Andrews. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Like I wanted to be on the sidelines for ESPN game day. And then I had went and worked at that news station for two and a half years. And I was an associate producer. And then I kind of was like, you know, what? I want to go back to school and kind of see if this is actually what I wanted to do. And then I kind of had realized that A, I couldn't pass my math classes in college and B, it just wasn't something that I was passionate about. And I had knew that. And then I kind of um, gave up on the whole college route and ended up going and starting to do hair. And that's what I currently do now. Oh my gosh, I hear you on the math classes. I have always been awful at math, like history and English. I can do all day, every day, but math and science, I am like, I have no comprehension of it, like it at all. <laughs> yeah, that's like literally why I dropped out of college was because I couldn't pass my math classes. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh my gosh, I feel you so much on that one. So you did you have to go back to is it esthetician school or how what's that like? I went back to cosmetology school. So I went to cosmetology school in Sarasota. It was just a technical school. Um, I went for 11 months, Monday through Friday from seven to two. And I was also still dating my ex-boyfriend at the time who was still playing baseball and he had got traded to the Seattle Mariners. So I was like trying to balance between going to school full-time, having a job, and then doing a long-distance relationship with baseball. So it was a lot going on during that time period. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh my gosh, even just one of those things is hard to do. And have you always been into like makeup and hair? You always have your hair and your makeup always looks so good. I have another friend similar to you where she's just really into makeup and hair and it always looks so good. And I'm like in college, she would do my makeup when we would go out and I would just be like, oh my gosh, why can't I do this myself? Yeah. So I mean, I always in high school, I kind of wanted to do hair, but I was like, no, I want to like actually do something different. So I but I mean, when I was in college, I was always doing like one of my best friend Taylor's, I was always coloring her hair, doing her makeup. Um, I mean, I had always found myself like watching YouTube videos on like makeup. And I originally went to cosmetology for makeup. I didn't really like care about doing hair. And then once I had entered like starting to do hair, I was like, okay, you know, I actually like doing hair more than I like doing makeup. 
we were talking before we started recording that that is kind of on hiatus right now because of COVID-19. So what are you doing in your spare time while you're like waiting for this to pass? How are you staying busy? So yeah, I'm I'm unfortunately not doing hair right now, which we all know. Um, I've just been doing a lot of bike rides, um, honestly, like watching a lot of educational videos with doing hair, um, reading a lot of books. I've been cooking a lot more lately. I feel like I'm having like a lot of like more personal time than I am normally because I work full time and where I work is in downtown Sarasota. So in retrospect, that's about an hour north of about where I live right now. Wow. So you're just hanging out and relaxing some. Are you enjoying it or is it hard sometimes? Sometimes I can really enjoy it, but other times it's like hard for me not to be having a million projects going. Yeah. I mean, I'm so used to like having that structure of like a schedule and working basically Tuesday through Saturday and the same hours and coming home and like making dinner and like that type of thing. So I have days where I'm like, yeah, I like it. But then I have days where I'm like, I just have to get out of the house and just like even just go walk around Target or go to Publix or something like I just can't sit in the house all day long. I'm not used to that. So I'm I'm like both sides. Like I like it, but then I don't, you know? Yeah, I feel the same way. It's such a paradigm shift we're in right now. And it's just, it's incredible. I can, I've never known anything like this. I mean, it's so weird. Even my parents who are in their 60s, they've never experienced anything like this. It's just such a weird time. Are you spending time with your family and loved ones? Or are you kind of keeping space from them, whether it's grandma and grandpa or anything like that? So I actually live at home right now just because of a lot of the moving that I was doing. And you're kind of first years in doing hair, you don't make that much. So I'm just trying to save up right now in order to move out. But my mom is an RN. So she is not doing surgeries right now. And then my dad does construction. So they both basically have essential jobs. But um, I don't really see like my grandparents too much. I see my nephews a lot and they're homeschooling. So we're just trying to help my sister out with that as well. All right. So I want to hear about more about your bachelor experience. And I want to go all the way back to the beginning and hear about how you got cast. Because a lot of people think, you know, we see the bios come out and it's like, oh, these are the girls. But like this is like a long process of being cast and everything like that. So did you sign up or did someone sign you up? How did that go? So it's a really funny story, actually. I had signed up. I was sitting at home with my mom, and it was Hannah Brown's night one. Guys were getting out of the limo, and Chris Harrison comes on with that commercial. We're looking for people to date our next bachelor or bachelorette. And I was like, you know what? I'm single. I'm 26. Like, what do I have to lose? So I went online, sent like probably five selfies of myself, typed a little paragraph up about why I wanted to do it. Honestly, didn't think anything of it. Well, I think a couple days later, a week later, a producer had called me and said, we loved your pictures. We would like you to send more and we would like you to send a video answering some questions. And I was like, okay, cool. So I had a a coworker from work um, go to the Ringling College of Art and Design in their like flower garden, take some pictures of me. And I had her do one of those like rapid fire questions that Vogue does with a lot of people. And yeah, yeah, I was like, I think that'd be a really cute idea. And she's like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's do it. And so I literally did it in like one take, super candid, and it actually turned out really good. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll post my video on my Instagram. I don't know. But, um, I sent, submitted it. And then a week later, they called me and they're like, we loved your videos and your pictures. We'd like you to come to Fort Lauderdale and meet our casting producers. And I was like, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I literally drove three hours to Fort Lauderdale 
sat in a room and it was like probably a 20 minute interview. And then they're like, okay, that's it. I was like, okay. So then I drove back home and about a week later, I think they had called me and they said, Hey, we would really like you to come to LA. This is finals week. Only a hundred girls get chosen. I said, okay, sounds good. Cool. They flew me out to LA and it's a three day thing. It's pretty, it's pretty rigorous, honestly. Um, you sit down in a room with like 20 casting producers and they kind of like round table question you. They kind of ask you why you want to do this, why you're here. Um, you meet with a background investigator, you meet with a psychologist, you have to get your blood drawn. Like it's, it's pretty intense. What happened after that? Like, did they tell you, did you go into it and were you just like, I don't know if this is going to happen, but like, why the heck not? And you were just like along for the ride. Yeah. So I'm very like, everything happens for a reason. God has a plan. Like if this is meant to be, then it's meant to be like, I honestly, the whole time I was auditioning, I was like, there's no way like, and all of my friends were like, Courtney, you're gonna get it. Like, because you have an attitude about it. And I was like, no, like, whatever. I'm so like nonchalant with life as it is. So they said, okay, we'll be in touch. I think it was like, the last week of August and I had applied in May. So we're here from now, May to August. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, they said I would leave September 16th and yeah. So I think it was like the last week of August. I don't hear anything. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I didn't make it. And then my producer, you're kind of like assigned a producer had called me and she's like, we don't have an answer yet. Like we're not announcing the bachelor till September 17th. And I was like, okay. She's like, but you're here. You, you will hear something by next week. And I'm like, okay. So that day comes around. I reach out to my producer and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, you'll hear something by today at five o'clock. And I said, okay. So sure enough, like it was a day at five. They called me and they said, Hey, you made it. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I started crying immediately. Cause I was like, there is, it was just so crazy to me to think that like in retrospect, I, I Googled it and I read that there was 15,000 people that apply and that. Like I was one of the oh my gosh. 30 people that like made it. That's incredible. It was insane. It was literally the week before I was supposed to leave too. So I had to get like everything together in like a week time period while still working full time. So when you said yes, did you know that Peter was the bachelor or was it one of those things where you just say yes and they announce the bachelor like a week later? I had no idea that Peter was the bachelor um, until after I had applied. So you just kind of go into it and you don't even know. I know some girls, it's like, and it depends on the season. I know sometimes they've waited till the wire to announce and the bachelor's like changed at the last minute and then girls are thrown off by it or, or whatever it is. You just, you never know. So it's it's one of those things where you say yes to it and you're like, gosh, I hope this person is someone I'm going to have chemistry with. Yes. So I was actually already in LA at the time when they had told me that he was the bachelor. I kind of had an idea that it was either going to be Peter or I thought it was going to be Mike. Yeah. Which I would probably, I would have been fine with either, but I was hoping more so of Peter. So when um, they had announced that it was Peter, I was like literally sitting in my like hotel room, like crying like a little girl. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How was getting things together for that week? Like, you know, I'm sure you have to bring all these dresses and just kind of get your life in order. You have to tell your employer like, hey, I got this amazing opportunity. What was that like doing that all in a week span? So, I mean, they tell you that you could be gone from anywhere from five days to nine weeks. Um, I had felt like I said, I found out on a Tuesday and I had to leave like that next Monday. Um, it was 
super, super stressful because I was still working during that time. And I was like, how am I going to get all these cocktail dresses that I'm going to need for the rose ceremonies? And they send you a list and tell you everything that you need. And they basically tell you you can only bring like two suitcases, but I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> so like for nine weeks, like you don't know where you're going. Like you could be going to Costa Rica, like where we went, or you could go to New Zealand. Like you just don't, how do you pack for like all occasions? Yeah. So my mom and I literally went to like international mall on a Sunday and I bought everything I needed in like one day. And you just throw it all in a suitcase and get on the plane. And when you finally get there, what do you do? Do you guys all meet up in a hotel for the first night or are you guys separated? What's that like? Yes. So actually I had three 70 pound suitcases. It was insane because I'm just an overpacker as it is. But yeah, um, so you get on a plane, I had a layover in New York, and um, I got to LA and somebody picks you like a chauffeur picks you up from the airport, you get your luggage, and then you go to a hotel. And then you're kind of just in a hotel for that like first week. And then um, I got to I got to LA on a Monday and you start filming that Friday. So you I'm you're just by yourself in a hotel room. Um, You can go to the gym for 30 minutes, they take your phone immediately. You can't like leave the room. Um, you can't really talk to anybody. So you're basically just like secluded. It's kind of like quarantine. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, yeah, how random. <laughs> so even that first week before it starts, they already take your phone and things like that. That's already happening. Oh yeah, they take your phone like immediately, which I had kind of heard and I kind of knew. So I like mentally prepared myself. I was like texting all my friends. My mom I was like, "This is gonna be the last time I'm gonna talk to you." I think. Like, I'm sorry. I love you. Um. I got to my hotel room, a producer came, took my phone, took my Apple watch. Um, and yeah, so you're just in a hotel room and some producers will come around, talk to you, see like what you want to wear on night one. And then like, kind of see like what you're thinking about for your entrance. So you get to the night when the first night of filming, and I know that's a long night because you can see as people are leaving, it's like light out. So you know, it's a long night, but leading up to that, doing your makeup, getting ready, how, what's going through your mind? How are you feeling? So, um, yeah, leading up to night one, it was just like more of the anticipation. I was like, how is this going to be? Am I going to get sent home? I mean, my goal for night one was not to get sent home on night one, obviously. And I didn't. So I, I achieved my goal, but, um, I think it was like that Friday when you start filming, you're just so nervous. That's like, okay. Like you're like, today's the day. Like, I don't know what, literally I have no idea what's going to happen. Cause honestly, prior to going on the show, I really never even watched the show that much. I watched it enough to know what was going on. So yeah, you get your hair and your makeup done and then they start filming once the sun goes down. And then it's, it's obviously from like what everybody sees. It's a really, really long night. How did you come up with your entrance? I want to hear this because you had a fun entrance and some girls are just, uh, you know, introduce themselves or have some cheesy thing they say. And some girls do really fun stuff. How did you come up with the idea for your entrance? So yeah, um, they had came to me and they said, do you want, what do you want to do for your entrance? And I was like, well, I'm way too outgoing to just get out of the limo and say, hi, I'm Courtney. Like, I was like, I want to do something that he's going to be like, oh, that was really funny. So I had an idea that I wanted to come in on like a little Tykes Mustang because I have a Mustang and I just thought it would be funny. And um, then I had came up with the other, another idea that I was like, well, what about a little Tykes airplane? So I had thought it was going to be like a motorized one. And then um, it ended up being like a toy child's airplane. So it was definitely a little bit different than I, what I had envisioned, but it was, it was still 
pretty funny. I think it, I wanted, I didn't tell a lot of people what my entrance was going to be because I wanted people to be surprised. So people were like on night one, when it had shown in January, people were like texting me dying about my entrance. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. (laughs) I love that. I love it. So funny. When you get into the house and you're meeting all the girls, what's that like? Because you're surrounded by all these beautiful like women and it's probably a little intimidating like there's adrenaline but there's also nerves and then it's probably a little bit intimidating what was it like yeah so it was extremely intimidating um I've never been in a room with that many beautiful women before um it's just you there's so much going on there's like so many cameras and lights on you and there's 30 women that you have no idea who they are and it's just you're trying to like be talk to everybody, but I'm so horrible with names. I was just like, there were some girls that went home on night one that honestly, I was like, who was that? Like, I had no idea because, and it goes so late and you're just, you're, yeah, your adrenaline is going and you want to make sure you like introduce yourself to everybody, but like, you want to still make sure that like you get your time with Peter too. So it's like a, it's like a battle. Like you want to meet all the girls and be friends with them, but like you want to still like know what's going on with Peter and make sure that you're going to get your time and that it's going to be memorable. So how long is that actual first night from when all the girls get in the room and Chris Harrison comes in the room and then it's like a free for all for you guys to talk to him? How long do they give you guys to talk to him? Because in the show, you know, it's like 10 minutes, but I'm sure it's hours and hours so that he has as much time as possible, right? Yeah, I mean, it is a really, really long time. Um, But even then, there's still sometimes some girls, some girls don't get an opportunity to talk to the bachelor or vice versa. Like some guys don't get a chance to talk to the bachelorette because if you just sit around and like, don't take your your opportunity, then you are going to miss out on that. But, um, I know on night one, Peter had a goal to talk to everybody and I'm pretty sure he did. Um, so I think we started filming when the sun went down and then we, um, the rose ceremony started like once the sun started like coming up basically. What was your combo like with Peter, your first conversation? I'm sure it's like weird because when you meet people in a bar or whatever, you're just talking or chatting or you have other people around you and it's a lighter setting. But I mean, this is so abnormal. So what's that first conversation like when you sit down with him? So it is extremely awkward. And I felt like I looked so awkward. (laughs) I'm like, I promise I'm not awkward. I was like listening to so many podcasts after and they're like, Courtney is so awkward on TV. And I'm like, I'm really not like, it's just, it was so late by the time I had talked to him. And it was, I had so little time with him that I like, just sat down and I was like, Hi, I'm Courtney. This is what I want to say to you. Okay, like somebody else and then somebody else came and like interrupted me. So basically, when I sat down with him, I was just like, oh, like, did you like my entrance? And he's like, yeah, it was really funny. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't have a lot of time with you. But basically what I want to say is that my parents have been married for 30 years and I know yours have as well. And that's just like the type of love and like relationship that I'm looking for right now. And he was like, that's awesome. That's really great. And then he had asked where I was from and like what I do for a living. And so it was really, even though it is a really awkward um, circumstance, he makes it like very organic and tries to like make it not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you chat with him and then you guys have the first rose ceremony. What is it like? I've heard on the first night that sometimes the bachelor has to come in and out some because remembering names can be hard for him. I mean, I'm pretty bad with names too, kind of like you said you were, and I would not be able to remember all those names. So I've heard that sometimes they come in and out um, to get the whole rose ceremony done. Yes. Um. I don't know 
I, I don't, I can't like confirm or deny if he is going in and out to remember names. Um, but it is a very, very long process and you are staring, standing there for a very long time. Um, and the rose ceremony is extremely, extremely nerve wracking. Like I had said before, it's a really long night. You're really tired. Um, there's a lot of pauses in between the roses and you're standing there in your heels that you've had on since five o'clock in the afternoon with all of your makeup on and you're just like exhausted and you're like literally like please just give me a rose or just send me home at this point because I'm so (laughs) you're like I'm tired I'm hungry and my shoes are killing me yeah so after the first night you get a rose and you do you guys move into the mansion and how does that process like is it I think of it as like a big bunkhouse but uh, what's it really like because you know the bachelor mansion is kind of like its own caricature almost and it has taken on like this personality of itself almost I think yes the the bachelor mansion is so iconic I remember just like walking up in it and I was like oh my god it was still like I don't think it literally hit me that I was on the show until I was night one in the mansion and then the next and then when I had moved into it so you move into the mansion and you just run around look for your room um you are in a pretty small room with like six other girls you sleep on bunk beds you're in pretty like close tight corners honestly yeah, I can imagine it's like a slumber party with people you've like are just meeting, which is probably awkward. And then of course, like all these women, how many bathrooms are there? <laughs> so, um, they're upstairs. All of the rooms are upstairs. And at the time, um, so when I had moved into the house, there was twenty two of us, and there was three bathrooms for twenty two girls, which is like insane. Um, I luckily had like brought my own makeup mirror. So I would sit outside. All of our rooms had patios. I would sit outside. We would all like sit outside on our balconies and just do our makeup in like the natural lighting because a, that's like the best lighting. And because the view honestly was just so pretty. Um, I feel like the outside is like what makes the bachelor mansion. I know they don't like show that a lot, but the pool at the mansion is gorgeous. Yeah. And so did you guys have a day to unwind after that first rose ceremony or do you go straight into like the first group date? So you kind of have a little time to unwind, but yeah, you pretty much just go into um, the first group date, which I had no idea like that was going to happen. And I was really surprised that I was on the first group date, but I was really excited too. Yeah. And you guys got in that contraption that spun you around. Oh my gosh, I would have thrown up. How was that? So I was so nervous to do that as it was. Um, Yeah, I get extremely, extremely motion sickness. And I had no idea that we were going to be doing that. And so I but I was smart and like didn't drink in the bus on the way there because I was like, there's no way like we're going to do something where we have to like jump out of a plane because all of our the only thing our date card said was look up. And so I was like, Oh, my God, if we go skydiving or bungee jumping, I'm I'm gonna lose it. So they put us in that contraption and I literally felt like I was going to fall out of it. I was terrified. And then, yeah, later on, we had to do another thing where we were spinning in a chair for a minute in the obstacle course. And I was like, for sure going to throw up. I just can't do things that spin. Like I avoid the teacups at Disney, like (laughs) by far. The teacups at Disney. I love that. That's your frame of reference. Of course. It's like, if I can't do the teacups, I cannot do this. Oh my God, no, I'm like, no teacups. I can't do this. Like, absolutely not. Like, I can't do anything that spins. That date was looked really fun. And that was the when we had the controversy over if was it Kelly, if she cut through and if I think it was her and Tammy or whatever it was, but there was controversy over who was the true winner of that date. 
I know. So it was funny because I mean, it was really, really hard, honestly. So yeah, you had to spin it for a minute and then jump down the slide and you had slime all over me. And then you have to like run on that thing and get your ticket. And that wind was so strong. When I talk about like, I thought I was going to throw up because of being winded. Honestly, I ended up breaking a nail. I had, it was just so, so I ended up getting with the last ticket and I ended up running to get my luggage, but like they had already passed me by that point that it, it didn't really affect me in the end. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things that like it, she says that she didn't know she was cheating, but it's like, I don't, at the end of the day, like you're going to do what you got to do to like get that time with Peter. And if she felt like cheating was necessary and she, then that's what she did. And you know, she got more time with him. So it worked out in her favor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And it started the process of drama building up. It never takes long for it to start. I feel like, did you feel like getting to know the girls? I mean, it's such a short amount of time, but you get to know them and then you're thrust into these situations where you're trying to date the same guy. But did you think right off the bat that there's a lot of personalities here, there might be some tension or was it something where you guys all got along really well? There was definitely like some like groups, you know, um, I was in a room with Lexi, Natasha, um, Victoria F, Tammy, and I think, oh, and Sydney. So, I mean, I was the first one to go out of my room and I know like my room is still pretty close with everybody. There's definitely, I wouldn't say like clicks, but there's definitely, as you can see, there was some personalities that definitely clashed with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as I go, I got along with everybody, but I just don't think I was there long enough to get involved in drama or to cause drama. (laughs) Yeah, which is probably a blessing in disguise because there was a lot of it to be held. And we saw that all unfold too at the Women Tell All. There was just a lot of personalities and a lot of things going on for sure. And then, of course, with Peter's family and whatnot, I would love to hear your opinion on some of that. But first, I want to hear, I have a friend who would kill me if I didn't ask this, what is Chris Harrison like? Oh, Chris Harrison, he is, I mean, he's iconic, obviously. Um, he honestly, he's pretty cool. Um, he like will talk like candidly off camera sometimes and say things that are really, really funny, but he's like a hologram. I feel like he like comes in, he's like not real. He like says his lines and then he just walks out. It's, it's like when you see him, you know, it's either going to be really good or really bad. Yeah, definitely. My one of my best girlfriends that loves watching the show too. She like her biggest crush is like on Chris Harrison. She's like, we call him Papa Chris. Like he just has like this. And, and you know, when the show started, he was younger. He was more like similar in age to these people. But now he's to the point where he really is almost like a father figure to these bachelors and bachelorettes. So he really does like take on this like, I don't know, like, like you said, like a hologram figure, but he's like wise and like, what's he gonna say? And like, everyone listen. <laughs> I know it's like we all like stop talking when he like enters a room, but if it's like anybody else, like one of the producers, we're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, girl, stop talking. 100%. What was something that surprised you about production and just being a part of it? Because you said you, you're not too, you weren't like a huge fan of the show, but you know enough to like know the process. So I'm sure there's things that when you were just a fan, you'd watch on TV, but then being a part of it, you were like, oh yeah, this is different. Um, honestly, I would probably say like just going back to night one and how long the process actually is. 
and just like the whole like going up to him and talking to him thing as well. I'm sure it's probably hard to convey to how awkward it really is that you're I don't know, like I said before, you're just like at a bar. It's like you're just meeting people, but you're literally going there meeting this person being like, hey, want to get engaged, which is like skipping a bunch of steps. It's just such a like an unnatural situation, I feel like. It really is. And I feel like it just like is so I get a lot of like people that are like, oh, well, isn't that like very hypocritical because you people like bash people for cheating, but then like you're going on the show and you're watching him cheat on you like right in front of you. I'm like, yeah, but it's different. Like when you're on it, I don't know. It's hard to explain, honestly. Yeah. It's like you're in this whole other world and being apart from your phone. Was that weird? Like when you got your phone back, was it strange to be like hooked back into the world and understanding that you like missed like this amount of time? Yeah, it's really like you like time travel. Um, I mean, I got my phone back and it was honestly like a nice break to not have my phone. But then like when I got my phone back, I was like, oh my God, like what did I miss? What happened in the world? And I mean, I only was gone for like 10 days. So I wasn't even like I was gone for the whole nine weeks. I just, I couldn't imagine being gone for the whole nine weeks. And it's like, you know, and then they ended up releasing the cast earlier than they normally do. So then I was having to deal with that. And, um, Obviously, with my contract, I can't really say a lot. When it when I was released that I was on it, I couldn't like confirm it, deny it, and then I couldn't really be on social media until like a certain date either. Either so I was like pretty much like a ghost in the world up until that point. What else was something about your experience that really like stood out for you and and your time there? Just I feel like I see a lot of the girls now are close friends and even people who maybe had beef during the show. It seems like a lot of that has kind of been squashed, which is great to see, I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're in the situation and it's like a lot of people get backlash for like, oh, well, I can't believe you acted this way or you said that. But it's like you don't know how you would react to a situation until you're in that situation. So it's like, I feel like sometimes like people's emotions definitely get the best of them and that's just how they choose to act. Um, I definitely would say it was crazy to me, like how many girls were like, just so eager to like kiss him on night one. Definitely. I can understand that. Was that What did you think of that? Was that like one of your goals or like, I can't imagine going, I mean, I've never been in the show, so I wouldn't know, but I can't imagine that being my goal for the first night, but there were a lot of girls who that's what they, that's just what they were set on. Yeah. I mean, they didn't show it, but I actually ended up kissing him on like the night that I got eliminated, which was like night three or something. But um, I was like, I wanted it to like be real. I didn't want it to be forced. Um, I wanted it like I wanted me to want to do it and like him want to do it. I didn't want to just like kiss him just because everybody else was kissing him. And that was like the cool thing to do, you know? Yeah, or to stay ahead in the game or anything like that. Yeah, I wanted it to be like organic. And I didn't want to just think, oh, I'm just going to kiss you because everybody else is kissing you. I'm like, that's not how I roll. So I'm happy like I handled it how I did, but I'm, I, I wouldn't have changed the way that I did it either. So how was it watching this all unfold? And this was definitely like a weird season, um, you know, with how it ended, even with Victoria F, there was some, you know, she, Peter didn't even meet her family. That was a little different. And then when we got down to the final two, what was it like watching this unfold? Like, so you were part of that, but then also now you're watching as a fan too, as well. Was it strange? It's definitely strange, like watching it back and seeing yourself on TV. Oh my God. I was like yelling at myself the whole time because of my posture looked horrible. But um, it is interesting watching yourself back because you're like, 
oh, I would have done that different maybe or said that differently. Um, just the whole thing to me was just so like bizarre. It was bizarre for me and it was bizarre for my family too. I bet that obviously social media is such a big part of it now. So I'm sure you have people, more people following you, of course, but then you have people like DMing you or saying comments about XYZ. And it's like all of a sudden, because you were on this show, people uh, think they have a right to like comment on your life or comment on what you're wearing or your looks. And it's like, dude, I'm still a person. Um, Did you have any stuff like that where it was just like, whoa, like just because I went on this show doesn't mean I'm not a real person with like real feelings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like easier said than done to like not read the comments or like not listen to like the podcast and like listen to like what people have to say about you. I had gotten a lot of like, oh, she looks really old from like my bio picture. And I was like, Oh, my God, do I look old? I had gotten a lot of that. Um, When I got verified on Instagram, somebody DM'd me and was like, why do you have a blue check mark? Like, you're not even famous. Like, you're nobody. <laughs> I had somebody say I looked like a dude. Um, I had somebody told me to chill on, like, the filler and the Botox. And oh it was just – it's you just got to, like, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and just be like, okay, you're just sad with your life. It's okay. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm talking about. And I just can't imagine some of the things that, um, you know, like that Tammy got or that Kelsey got or some of the girls that really had these really dramatic fallouts with people. And and I understand that, you know, I don't think Tammy necessarily played all the right cards, but she's still a person. And people don't have a right to say some of the things they said to her. It's just it baffles me how people see you on TV for XYZ reason. And they think that they can say whatever they want to you. I mean, I just I feel really bad that like you had to listen to that stuff. That's so horrible. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I definitely think like in the moment you say things and then you look back on it and you're like, oh, well, maybe I should have handled it differently at the time. But at the time, that's how I wanted to handle it. I never knew that to me getting the backlash that she was getting until I had watched the woman tell all. And I mean, I felt really bad for her. Um, You obviously like never want that to happen to you. And it's just, you just kind of like got to be like, okay, you know what, that person that is saying this about me, like has no life. It's easier said than done. But I had to tell myself at one time, I was like, just don't read any of the comments. Like, it's hard to block it out, but it's almost necessary. What did you think of Peter's family? I know you didn't get to meet them, but what did you think of Barb and Peter Sr.? They obviously have a really amazing love story, which is really inspirational. But Barb is, is a, you know, a lot, a lot of a woman to handle in terms of her personality. What did you think about that? Yeah, Barb is definitely a firecracker. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, after watching The Woman Tell All, um, I was definitely surprised with how she was carrying herself and her emotions like towards um, Maddie and just how she handled the situation. Um, it was obvious that she wasn't a fan of Maddie and she was really upset that Peter broke off her engagement with Hannah Ann. But you know, it's like you have to know, like, you're on public national television, like, you know, like, the camera is going to be on you. It's like, you could try to, like, least hold your composure for that time being. But I, at the end of the day, like, that was her son. And that's how she felt. And it was obvious because it was all over her face. So they didn't do her any favors by putting that little camera on her the entire time. <laughs> I was like, Barb, come on, girl. I know. It's like, just pretend, Barb. Just pretend. Smile, even if you don't. Like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was cringing. 
whole time, the whole time. So looking back on it now, how do you feel about Peter and your experience on the show? Looking back on it now, um, I could say that I definitely don't think that Peter was over Hannah Brown at the time. Okay. Um, so I had saw that like after I watched, what was it? Episode two, when he was like crying with her on that group date. Yeah. And I had kind of thought that after I had heard like what had happened on that group date too. So I kind of felt like it was like unfair to have him like give us all of us girls like an opportunity if he wasn't mentally in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's tough. And I'm sure it was hard for her. I don't know that she should have came back for as much as she was in those first couple episodes. Like, I think the first three episodes she was in and I was like, I like her, but I was just kind of like, look, like it's not your season anymore. So I'm not I wasn't a fan of them bringing her back quite so much. Oh my God. I, I loved Hannah Brown. Like she was like, literally they were like, Oh, who do you like? What did you think of Hannah? And I was like, Oh, like she kind of reminds you of myself. And like, so I, I mean, on night one, when she had showed up, I was like, Oh, whatever, you know, she gave her wings back. Like maybe it would be good for us to like get some like advice from her. Like she's been in the same shoes as us. And then when she came back on the group date, I was like, okay, like now you got to like pump the brakes. Like you've already had your time with him, like move on type of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. And gosh, I I don't even know. There were so many conspiracy. I mean, there were so many conspiracy theories about how this ended with Peter being with his producer and Peter being with Hannah and it Hannah B. And it was there was so many theories out there. Yes, I feel like that was the number one question that I had gotten. Everyone was like, "Do you know how it ends? How does it end? Who do you think he picks?" And I was like, "Honestly, I have no idea how this ends. Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you." Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I mean, Chris Harrison was like, we don't even know how it ends. So nobody knew how it was going to end. I am not surprised that he's not with Hannah Ann or Madison at the time. Now I'm really not surprised. Okay. Why do you say that? Um, I just, I think they had a really good connection, but it just wasn't like the same connection, you know? Yeah. Madison had a very different lifestyle than Peter had. And Hannah Ann and him, I feel like it was like more of like a physical connection than like an emotional connection. Because when you would see him and Hannah Ann together compared to like him and Madison together, it was a complete different relationship. Like you could just tell that he was like in love with Madison. But then when you mm-hmm. were with Hannah, like she just acted so like young to me. I definitely think there was a difference, a big difference between the relationships. And you can be in love with someone or fall for someone or really care for someone, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are your person forever. And I think that's what happened with him and Maddie. I have no doubt they were in love, but I just, I think you're right. Their lifestyles are just so different. And I don't know that they could have sustained that long term. Yeah, I don't think they would have like would have kept it up like out in the real world just because of like her religion with her being so strong in her faith and that's just like not really how he was raised and he likes to go out and party and she just doesn't like to do that it's like literally like mixing like water like vinegar and oil like they just don't go well together what does the future hold for you i'm sure life has changed a little bit since you got back but you were telling me before that life is kind of the same tell me some about what the future holds so Right now, I am still working full-time at the hair salon that I'm at. Um, I'm living in Venice with my family. I would love to move out to California. I would like to move out to Northern California and live in Sacramento. And I would love to start a nonprofit organization for special needs children and just continue doing hair. Um, If that means that I would get a call to go on Bachelor in Paradise, I would just have to see where I'm at and relationally wise and just where I'm at in life as well. 
I love Bachelor in Paradise, and it's I'm so afraid that they're not going to be able to do it this year. I'm just scared for <laughs> because that's my favorite one. So I don't know what is going to happen with that. Have they said anything to any of you guys, you um, former cast cast members, about moving forward with Bachelor in Paradise? I have not heard anything about Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I mean, if I feel like if they're going to do it, they'll stay in like the United States, maybe. Yeah. Um, I just feel like with this pandemic going on, it's like gonna forever change the world. And I just don't see them shipping anybody off willingly to Mexico anytime soon. Um, And even then a lot of that's like the number one question I feel like I get asked is it would I do paradise and I would definitely do paradise, but it's just very circumstantial, like where I'm at in my life. And am I willing to like leave my career again? So there's a lot that would lead up to me to wanting to do paradise. Definitely. I mean, you have to be in a place with your career, but then also you'd have to be single and looking for a relationship. Are you are you currently dating someone or what's that like right now? So I am dating somebody. Um, we've been together for about three months now, so it's fairly new, but um, it's going really well so far. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that's fun. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Is it someone you knew before the show or someone you met after the show? It was somebody that I met after the show. I actually met him in Tampa. Um, he's going to be moving to New York soon to go to medical school. Um, yeah, he's a former professional hockey player. I guess I have a thing for athletes. I don't know. <laughs> so it's going really well, actually. That's amazing. I'm so glad you sound happy. That's great. Is there anyone in Bachelor Nation who, whether it's guys that you would like to meet or just girls from previous seasons that you're like, dang, I want to hang with her. Like anyone you just want to meet? Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, I would say... I, I mean, Tyler C looks really cool. I've been seeing like all of his TikToks and they look really funny. So, I mean, I feel like everybody would want to meet Tyler C. Yes, I definitely think you're correct. <laughs> what about with the girls? I know you said you loved Hannah B. Any of those girls from previous seasons that you think would you just totally jive with? Oh, God, I don't know. I probably hit a B, I would probably say. Um, she was actually in my interview in LA. So I kind of met her briefly. Cool. But... Yeah, I would love to like hang out with her like just like in person because she looked like she was a lot of fun too. It's one of those things where you want to get these people like in a setting where you got like maybe a drink between you and you're just chilling. There's no cameras. There's no interviews. It's just like we're just people. <laughs> yes. Or I would say Lauren Bushnell, who is married to Chris Lane now. Yeah. I love Chris Lane. Who does it? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I saw you posted the other day. We have the same country music obsession. I love Morgan Wallen. Oh my God. His new song that he just came out with today is amazing. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. He is one of those people. When he first came out with his first couple of songs, there was something about his sound, like the raspiness in his voice. I was like, this, I think this guy's going to be like, big and he has like slowly but surely like taken off and he is like really he just makes some incredible music yeah actually my spotify said that like chasing you is like the number one song i had played for like the year of 2019 which was really funny but i'm like definitely <laughs> yeah he's awesome i love that we have great taste obviously in music yes 
I love him. That's so cool. Thank you so much, Courtney, for joining me today and for sharing some about your bachelor experience. I know you probably get asked so much about bachelor stuff, so you're probably a little bachelored out, but I I just love that you gave us that little kind of behind the scenes look at what it's like to be cast and just go through this crazy, crazy experience. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It was a really crazy ride, but I enjoyed every moment of it and I wouldn't change anything about it. Yay. Let everyone know where they can find you in all the places, wherever you want to be found. So my Instagram handle is underscore, underscore Courtney Perry underscore. It's pretty simple. Um, And that's, yeah, that's the only social media I have. Cool. So anything else is fake. Yes, exactly. And we have an Instagram and no Twitter, no TikTok. That's it. <laughs> that was hairstylist, cosmetologist, and recent Bachelor contestant, Courtney Perry. For more interviews with amazing people like Courtney, head on over to carriegillespie.com slash podcast. If you like today's show and want your next cup of coffee to be on me, don't forget to head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and write a review. While you're there, hit subscribe if you haven't already and share this episode with a friend who you think might like it. Keep up with the show by following along on Instagram. We are at Candidly Speaking Podcast and I am at Carrie.Gillespie. In the meantime, for more information, you can check out carriegillespie.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening this week, and we will see you in the next episode.